when you know that you are truly a son and daughter of God, it, it really does become easier to make the right choices in life. Welcome back. Welcome back to the pod. That's our intro, man. Just welcome back to the pod. That's all we do. I was to say. I thought you had it covered. No, never, never. Yeah, I should have figured. Well, who we got? Who we got this week? I don't know. I've been trying to plan on like how to introduce this this person. Well, these people, because this is kind of like a part one mm. of a two. So make sure you guys check away next part. next week's episode okay, as well. Okay. I'm trying to run through my mind, like how does this gonna work? Red carpet type action, like how's this gonna work? So this one's kind of special. Um, our guest today flew probably what three thousand miles to be on the show. Yeah, we like I that. drove like less than thirty minutes. Yeah, we like that now. <laughs> our budget, touching. We're up there now. Oh, we flew her out. Oh, we flew her out, boys. I don't know if it was exactly I for. Didn't that, the, I didn't see that expense. <laughs> hey, you know when you're when you're rolling with the twenty subscribers, you know what we do. <laughs> right. Anyways, three thousand miles. Yeah, you're right. From where? Three thousand miles from the homeland, bro. Aussie land. Come on, show. You know what it is. Come on, you know what it is. On the real though, we have one of my one of my aunties here today. But I want to make this clear to everyone listening, like. This is not just one of my aunties. Like this is like next level type action here we got going on. So all my aunties and uncles, the ones we grew up with in Australia, they're like basically were like our like mother and father figures. Like our parents, yeah. they were the best mother and father we've ever had. They're like right there with them. Yeah, yeah. They're the ones we grew up with. They're the ones that that taught us good things. You know, I got this. So, so we have my auntie. Um, Aliana is her first name. Um, because us kids didn't know how to pronounce that, we just called her Auntie Nana. Okay. So I give you permission to I call say, her. That's, that's what she is to me then, Auntie Nana. Yeah, that, I give you permission. Perfect. I give you permission for that. All right, so a couple things about about my aunties. Um, convert to the church. Okay. Super crazy story. The story is so crazy. I don't even know the full extent of the story. They keep it under wraps. It's like classified. Mm. So she's gonna she's gonna release okay. it for okay. us today. Oh, okay, strongly. Um, so grew up in New Zealand, lives in Australia right now. Goes to college. They call it uni down there. Okay, goes to uni. Yeah. Guess what she's studying, bro? Law school. She's on a different level, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm speechless. I don't even know to say that. I don't even want to say it. I'm just rambling on. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to hype her up. But she's already hyped. She's him, bro. She knows what she is. She knows what it is. But we'll introduce my auntie, Auntie Nana. Auntie Nana, come on in. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Hi, Auntie. Good to see you. I'm excited to meet her. I feel like there's like a famous like you know figure out there in, in Australia. You know, it's like thank you. Everything she's doing. So. Oh, Auntie's famous, bro. Forgive me. Oh, I forget. Yeah, so you just sit back and relax. You can adjust the mic if you mm-hmm. want to. It's up to you. It's up to you. Okay. Well, Auntie, <clears throat> how's your trip been here in Utah? It's been a while since you've been back. Yeah, it's been about seven years. And seven years. But it's been great to be back. 
<coughs> just you know, it's such a beautiful city. Yeah. The food. I always say America has the best junk food in the world. Yes, sir. I tell everybody that. Take a look at any American. <laughs> you, junk food, you come to the U.S., so it's been True. great. Yeah. That's a, that's a funny topic you bring, Auntie, because uh, I told my coworkers that I have my two aunties from a show to come on a visit, and they're like, oh, what are you guys going to do? I'm like, well, when we go to Australia, it's always the same thing. We just eat. <laughs> we eat, and we plan to eat again. That's what we do. When's the next trip? Because I'm coming. Yeah, we coming through, boys. <laughs> yeah, hey, coming through. Um, but I remember I was telling my coworkers, yeah, my aunties want to go go out to eat. They're like, oh, where are you, you going to take him? I'm like, one of my aunties wanted to go to Golden Corral. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know I don't know about that one. And they're like, uh, Cafe Rio as well. And they're just like, oh, like that's not the best places. I'm like, hey, they just love the American junk food. That's how it is. Shoot. But, um, but yeah, this trip... This trip has been was kind of a surprise trip. It was, yeah. What kind of happened with that? How'd that go? So it's our sister's Caleb's mum's birthday. She's turning sixty, and we decided to surprise her. My sister mm. and I, Lynette, who you'll see soon, and so we thought, you know, let's fly over and surprise her. And so we only told the kids, and um, we got here, and yeah. It was one of those moments, you know, teary eyed. Mm-hmm. It really was just a wonderful thing to to be with our sister and and um to see her again and to be obviously be with all the children and it was yeah it's a very special time for us and I'm glad I'm really really grateful to be here mm. to be with her and all of you yeah. Mm. And it's always oh. good to see you. Sweet. It's always good to have the family come. You know, we we definitely live far apart. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of us live um, super far. Sometimes I think about the the time our family split apart because Jensen, I don't know if you knew, but um, there's there's a in our extended family there's like four families in, in our extended families. Okay, yeah. Um, there's the Chow Lee family, which will be my auntie and uh, Neto will be next week. Um, there's the Ikimau family, um, the Tall family, and then there's the Snow family. So we were all together um, in mm-hmm. the days of when we were living in New Zealand and also in Australia, and then. Um, then my family, we decided to to take our, our next step in our journey and to move to the U.S. Mm-hmm. And that was like a big deal for our family. It was a, it was a pretty big deal on TA. Mm-hmm. That's a big step, yeah. It was. Yeah, step, yeah. So, so it's always a good time to see. We don't see each other often, but when we do, it's like we've never left. Yeah. It's one of those actions. Straight family, for sure. So Love it's always it. good to see to see the aunties and, and see the cousins as well. But um, but you're here on the pod. Mm-hmm. Guest 99. <laughs> She's been hit. She's been hitting me up every week. She's like, "Hey, what do we have? What are we coming on? What are we coming on?" I'm like, "Auntie, man, we got to get past through Donny Osmond. We get past through Prophet, you know." But I'll get you on. I'll get you on real quick. But um, Auntie, we do, we do appreciate you coming in. Um, so when I found out they were coming to to the US, I was like, "I gotta have my aunties on. I got my aunties because there there are a few spiritual giants in my life, um, and my aunties and uncles are definitely some of them." Just the example that you that you set for for us, for us kids and for us makuponas, um, auntie says, just because life gets kind of tough and life can throw a couple curveballs your way, so to have people in your life to, who are spiritual giants really helps us out. Um, and I love to hear the story of because you know when you guys weren't originally born into the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, so kind of tell us that little story and how that happened for you guys. Sure. So, mum 
Uh, Dad died when I was eight. We be belonged to another church, we um, another religion we were raised. And um, what happened was um, after Mum, Dad passed away, um, our mother got sick and she had schizophrenia. And so um, she was put into a hospital. And so basically we lived, just five of us children by ourselves in our home with no parents. So the young, the oldest was, I think, maybe 16, 15, and the youngest brother was maybe seven. No, no, no. Yeah, might be getting the dates wrong. Mm -hmm. But anyway, we lived by ourselves in our house, and um, we went to school when we wanted to go to school. If we didn't want to go to school, we didn't go, mm. which happened a lot. It's the life. It was a life. <laughs> That's where I'm at right now in college. You know, go to school when I want to, when you want go to. when I don't want yeah. to. And then those yeah. grades come back, you're like, uh, I know. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, so basically we just went, you know, went to school when we went to. If we didn't want to, we wouldn't. And um, But we were big Osmond fans. You know Donnie Marie Osmond? Yes, sir. Oh, you know, a little bit of country, a little bit, little of, rock bit of rock and roll. A little bit of rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we loved the Osmonds. Did not know that they were members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So one day... Um, there was a knock on the door and it was a beautiful Sabbath day. We were all sleeping and um, our older sister went to the door and we heard her talking and then she came back to the room and she said, oh, uh, we said, who was that? And she says, the Mormons. We went, who? <laughs> it's the Mormons. That's <laughs> what they say. And she goes, okay, well, what's happened? She goes, they're coming back. We, we kind of got mad. We went, why? Because, you know, <laughs> we're, we're having a nap. We don't want to be disturbed. So they came back. And they, we later found out, you know, who they were, and um, they taught us the gospel of Jesus Christ. And if I can remember, there was one particular time or moment <laughs> that they, when they taught us, that really hit me, because the Osman thing kind of went out the window. Mm. And I was like, okay, that, oh yeah, that was good, yeah. but you know, it's not important. Yeah. But there was one, I remember one piece of doctrine that the missionaries taught us that just, it was just like whoosh, like I felt, oh my goodness, this is true. And that one doctrine was when they taught about um, the prophet Joseph Smith and how God the Father and Jesus Christ appeared to the boy prophet Joseph. And that when they taught that God the Father and Jesus Christ were separate beings, they were separate glorified beings, it just really went into my soul. And I, the Spirit of the Lord testified to my heart that this was true because I was raised believing that God was just a spirit. Mm, yeah. And I didn't, really didn't know who I was praying to. And so when I would pray, you know, we were raised to learn the, the Lord's Prayer. And, you know, and we would repeat that over and over again. But I really didn't know who I was praying to. And so it was such a defining moment in my life when they taught me that. And then it was just everything else just fell in place. And I was 14 when that happened. And when they taught us how to pray, and they taught us that God the Father was my Father, was our Father in heaven, then everything else just fell into place. And I think, no, not I think, I know, that that was the foundation of my testimony, that simple truth. Yeah. I love it. That simple truth, right? That 
that you're that you're taught from such a young age if you're born into the church of course right you know that, that you're a child of god right in order mm-hmm. to be a child that you need to have a, a father figure or a parental figure right and so it's exactly that right we have we have a father in heaven right and he has a body of flesh and bone just as we do and, and i love that that's how it sparked your testimony because that is so central to the church and to the message that missionaries go about sharing right and it's exactly that so i love that thanks for sharing yeah great thanks for sharing no um i remember when you were saying that i remember on my mission i uh we had an opportunity to teach a young family as well and i remember just like i remember just comparing to what i was experiencing to what mom and aunties were probably experiencing too because it was it was like three young girls and a single mom and, and a couple kids and i remember teaching them simple truths that's just about who god really is and who jesus christ is and it's just a it's a simple truth that we've come to understand that sometimes we just take for granted because mm-hmm. it is such a central idea because you know those <clears throat> those people out there they don't understand that god's your father in heaven and he loves you and uh, that we are children and he's a body of flesh and bones like some people think you know god's a tree mm-hmm. or that he's just a spirit yeah. or he's just a word like he's just god's love like that's not what we've come to understand that's not what we know to be true so to have that as your foundation is probably one of the best foundations you can have to build a testimony on is the love that God has for, for us as children and especially for you guys because I know growing up life wasn't easy for you guys no it wasn't easy to mm. to be living in New Zealand and, and having grandpa die so early and, and having grandma be diagnosed with um, with his sickness or schizophrenia mm-hmm. it must have been a great relief to to have some hope and to have um, these two young missionaries do you remember the missionary's names? I do and one is uh, Elder Durant, and he's from American Fork, Utah. That's like down the street. <laughs> That's crazy. And the other one was uh, Elder Westerland from Auckland, New Zealand. Mm. Wow. And I s- remember when I served my mission, because I thought, oh, my goodness, we've got to share this. You know, as a young kid, you think, yeah. my goodness, you have to share this. And so I've always had the desire to serve a mission. But, um, yeah, they were wonderful missionaries. And I actually wrote... A letter to Elder Durant. No way. And I wrote to him and I thanked him for teaching me the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he wrote back to me. And I just, you know, I just thanked him for everything he did to to come to serve New Zealand and, and just to come and knock on our door yeah. in 1977. Wait, say that again. What year? 1977. It was a long time ago. You you were both in the you spirit born? world? <laughs> I think Star Wars, the first Star Wars came out that year. <laughs> you know what? I think, yeah. 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 We'll have, Maybe we'll a bit Bern. later. Well, I'll have Uncle Brent check that out first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, wow. It was a while ago. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because how did that lead into you serving? Like, was that like a example of, man, like these missionaries knocked on mm-hmm. this family's door. And let's look at these persons that have come. Did you want the same? Well, yeah. I mean, I used to see the elders. That's all I saw were the, were the, mis- the elders, you know, riding bikes. Oh, looking for a husband? Oh, Some- <laughs> what the elders at? What the elders at? <laughs> hey, I was like 14. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <cancel>. so, <laughs> but I remember seeing the elders and thinking, okay, you know, this is wonderful. Well, then one day I went to church and I saw these girls, these women sitting on the fence in Scotia Place, which is Auckland, New Zealand. Mm. And I looked close and I saw they had name tags. And I went, 
what in the world? I said, girls do this too? <laughs> girls go on missions? That's and hilarious. I said, oh. And I still remember there were two Tongan girls. Oing. Yeah. And I thought, okay, that's me. I'm going. No way. Because, like I said, I had no idea that mm. sister missionaries could go. And so that was in my mind. Oh, that's it. I'm going. How old were you when that happened? Um, I would have been about 15. 15. Yeah. 15. And 15 you already had a desire old. to go. Oh, yeah. Wow. I just wanted to go. I, didn't, I think I just realized this, Auntie. Were you the first missionary in the family? I was. I, I was. Is that true? Is that, yes. is, that, is that a yes from the, yes, from the crew? Yes, I was. And then your mother wow. followed hmm. me. Wow. She went to, yes, yeah, so I served in Brisbane and working, uh, living in Auckland at the time. And then your mother served hmm. after, went to the Philippines. And then mm-hmm. later on, our younger brother, James, he served in the Wellington New Zealand mission. Yeah, yep. I, I made that connection. I yeah. didn't realize that until now. <laughs> because that's a big deal, Auntie. Because yeah, I remember, huge. bro, do you remember when, like, wait, you? No, your brother served. That's right, that's right. I'm saying, uh, I remember we would have opportunities to talk to missionaries. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yeah, I'm the first mission in my family. And I'm like, Elder, that is a big deal. Like, to be the yeah. first yeah. person in your family, and especially a convert family, to go and to be the first person in your family to set the example. Like, for me, I had examples. I had my aunties, I had my cousins, I had my brothers. So it was a little bit easier for me to be like, okay, I can kind of see. Mm-hmm. Mm. But when you're the first, and especially in a convert family, you have no idea what you're expecting to come back. Not only that, you don't have anybody to rely on. Exactly. <laughs> I know, like, on my mission, I would reach out to, you know, the people that I knew, the relatives that, I, that had served, or friends that had served, right, and be like, hey, like, what would you do in this situation? I need mm. help, I need ideas, I need thoughts, right? Yeah. Being the first, you didn't have that. You had your companion, you had mission leaders, you, you know, you had the people around you, but you didn't have anybody that had been there and done that that you could rely on as well. Mm. And back then, they had pen and paper, bro. They're writing letters, man. They didn't have yeah. Facebook like us. No. I don't know how you guys Riding did it. bikes with watermelons on our back. <laughs> <laughs> it was She's hard. That's crazy. It was hard. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's insane. Missions back then were they're definitely uh, different, man. Definitely different than from what they were. Today. Yeah, yeah. Until remind us, uh, where and when did you serve? So I served in um, the Brisbane Australia mission. Oh, yeah. And uh, my uh, mission president was Prison Ballad. And um wait, not the apostle. No. Okay, I was, I was like, oh <laughs> yeah. no. Yeah. Like, what am I first finding out about this yeah. one? Yeah. Hey, bring me, bring Maybe me. a relative. Okay. But uh, and it was a, a nineteen about nineteen eighty four, eighty five ish. And um yeah, it was a great mission. It wasn't easy, yeah, but it was great. I loved it. Yeah. Hmm. And I always, you know, remind you know, I, I I teach or encourage the young woman in in Sydney, you know, like, I feel like missions are like you're you're traveling on the covenant path, and as you're traveling, you know, there's there might be little flowers on this growing on the side of the road, and it's like you take the opportunity to just pick one of those flowers, and the flower might say full-time mission and then you never get that opportunity again and so i always try and encourage them you know serve because honestly you don't know what it's like the joy the you just can't learn what you learn unless you go Hmm. yeah i can talk about it all for hours and hours and you know to this but that one opportunity i'm so grateful that i took it so I just took that little flower, picked along my the covenant path, and moved on, mm-hmm. because it really has, for me, um, and my husband, you know, Brent, who's served as a foundation 
for us, for our lives and for our marriage. And we love, we still talk about our experiences to each other. Really? Yeah. And then we talk about it to Brianna, our daughter. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Brisa, man. You know, so it's just been a wonderful blessing for us. Yeah. Anyway. I love that. The the thought that came to my mind, right? I mean, we've talked about it uh, probably on the podcast before, if not definitely outside of it, just Caleb and I. Um, Right? And you hear it all the time, right? Is that you never, you never get those experiences anywhere else. Right, but here we are, someone that served back in 84, 85, right? It's a little while ago. Yeah, you know, it's a little bit. Obvious, it's a little right? bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're still beautiful. You're 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 looking you're clean. in the spirit world, but yeah, that's at right? the time, it's okay. I go, why don't you get, get, right? get those flowers? <laughs> right, but she has, she's had all this experience since then, and yet she's yeah. still sitting here today saying, it's the only place you can get that knowledge. Mm-hmm. It's the only time in your life and the only thing that you can do to go and learn some of those lessons, to go and gain some of the, those those skills yep. that you're gonna that you're gonna need for the rest of your life, and and even however many years later, mm-hmm. she's still that was the only place she could learn it, and so I just I love that. Yeah. Hey, Gregory, what's going on with that, Auntie? Do you ever like how often do you think of your mission? Sometimes, often. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah, often, when, especially when I hear um, prospective missionaries who are yep. preparing mm-hmm. to leave, yeah. um, those who have come back. And um, we just held a, a mini MTC in, um, back in Sydney mm-hmm. just a couple of months ago. It was my favorite all-time activity. Yeah, tell us about that. How's that work? Oh, I loved it. So what we did is we got all the youth. We had about 180 young men and young women. And what we did was we split them into zones, oh, yeah. you know, groups. Yeah. Who the zone leaders, boys? Yeah, Who the zone, zone leaders? Okay. Well, <laughs> we've actually had three since, you know, I've served down there. Mm-hmm. and But this last one was so different. And I asked myself, why? Why was it the best you know mtc that we had and it's because we we included the full-time missionaries mm, so we had solid. the full-time missionaries serving as district leaders for every group yep. and honestly it was such an amazing experience for not only for the youth mm. but for all the leaders and the spirit was just so uh yeah it was a spirit-filled weekend yeah. for us and it just was really special. I had two, um, I don't know how to say it, it was my niece's children. So I had uh, three of them there. <laughs> three of them there. And I was praying right for them yeah. and praying for all of the youth. Yeah. But yeah, awesome. Mm. So just for context, Auntie, what do you do? What's your calling? I'm the state young woman's president. We have a lot of. Shoot, my bad. <coughs> we have so <coughs> many youth. And I'm. Um, yeah, it's full on down in Sydney. <laughs> yeah, tell us about yeah. that because this dude's from America, so he mm-hmm. doesn't really get the he doesn't really get the opportunity to <clears throat> kind of see how the the culture is different. Because unfortunately, or fortunately, in our church there mm-hmm. is a culture. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. Sometimes it's rough. Especially here in Utah. Otherwise, t- tell us a little bit about the culture in Australia church-wise? Because I feel like one thing that I know for sure mm-hmm. is your YSA down there is banging. Yeah. Like, it's a good time down there. YSA is good to hear, like... As in, like, their... Dude, their activities are next level. Their activities are... Okay, okay, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Their activity, like, the other week we had played dodgeball. 
for for a white steak too, which is oh, good. Okay. Hey, I'm not dogging that you planned it. Yeah, I'm just saying. Uh, MTC sounds kind of fun too. Yeah, <laughs> no, for real. But touch on a little bit about um, how church culture is down there in Australia. How's that? Um, okay, I've served in the youth in Los Angeles and also in Chicago. Fine. And um, with when it comes to stake activities, well, uh, Chicago, I remember we had, I was a young woman's president in, a, in Chicago, and so throughout the two years I lived there, we had two activities, two stake activities for the year. In Sydney, you might have 12 to 14 per wow. year. And that's just that's on a stake month. level, yeah? Yeah, yeah? But then that's not including multi-stake youth activities so they're very engaged in these activities yep. and at first i was like oh my goodness this is a bit too much you know <laughs> no you know it's, it's but i see you know why they do that i think it can have honestly i, th- I feel like it ha- can be good and not so good at some time you mm-hmm. know at times because it can get really busy and we don't want to be competing against the wards yep. but overall what I've seen and observed in the past five years has been a great thing. Because when I look at our stake now, we are just sending missionaries out. Just so many missionaries in our stake. In our ward, we have about uh, eight to ten right now. And we have about five getting ready to go. So the stake wow. is just really sending out our young missionaries. Mm-hmm. And um, we try to do, you know, we do our best to to um, try and have quality activities you know as we know with a purpose is it going to is it going to strengthen their faith is this activity going to strengthen their faith in christ or is it just to pass time so we really try to be very prayerful about the activities that we're doing yeah but anyway so it's definitely busy Mm -hmm. much busier yeah i think because i mean i can think back to to like my stake and growing up in my youth right like I don't think we had 12 to 14 stake level activities, mm. you know, once a year or every year. But, you know, I can definitely remember those those experiences of the stake activities yeah. and the testimony that I was able to build by going to those and the spiritual experiences and the fun times and the memories that were made and the friends that were made. Right. And so I think that has a really, really big impact on um, not even on future missionaries, just on the youth of the church. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, just just in such a rough time in your life. Right. When you're trying to figure so many things out so many changes are happening you still have that opportunity to you know call it once a month go and, and spend some time with the youth in your state right to, to have this spiritual experience that you've clearly planned mm-hmm. to help them build their faith mm-hmm. right i mean you to go and have a faith building experience once a month would be, shoot i need that right now <laughs> Hey, that's why we got the card, boys. That's why yeah, we got the card. One thing I really love what our state president encouraged us to do as state leaders was that Every single activity that we hold and every time we visit a ward, whether it's a young woman class or a a youth class, that we take the time to testify of Christ. Mm. And so we've done, we're doing that Mm. as a stake, you know, because like Elder Bedner taught, you know, we're not planning and running activities just to check off a list or, you know, make time. No, that's not why we're, you know, it's to bring our young um you know a young woman and our young men to christ and have them have those everyday experiences because you know it's hard life is different from you know these young our young people when i was young i mean we were playing with dolls (laughs) (laughs) 
You know, you know, we had spare time. What are we going to do? Go home, play with dolls, do hopscotch. <laughs> do hopscotch. <laughs> you know, that's bake what, a pie. Like uh, yeah. Shout out to Barbie, bro. Do you Come know what on. I mean? Like, yeah. that's what we would do. Go home, bake a pie, do hopscotch. Play you know, with stick. Play with um, what's the big knives? The salmon knives. Big <laughs> salmon. <laughs> you know those big salmon knives? You throw it on the grass and you kind of like machetes. Yeah, machetes. <laughs> anyway, what my point is is. The youth are dealing with so much more mm-hmm. difficult challenges these days. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we have that in mind. Mm-hmm. You know, what can we do to help them? What can we help them to stay on the covenant path? Because it's tough. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask you a follow-up question, but I think this bit is telling me that it leads yeah, to a yeah. different question. Mm-hmm. So, I think what you said about um, how, like, young kids have it, have it rough, right? Mm. It's probably going to get a little bit rougher until it gets better. And I know you have um, a couple grandkids now. I do. Is it two of them now? Three. It's three of them? Yeah, my little dovey. Oh, <laughs> my bad. Reason. It's okay. That's my fault. <laughs> That's my bad. <laughs> Subscribe to the pod. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so three grandkids now, three little ones. They're going to be growing up in this world. Mm-hmm. What would you teach them to, um, to help them navigate through this rough life? What would you want them to know? First and foremost, I want them to know who they are. I want them to know that they are beloved sons and daughters of God. That That's key because I feel like a lot of the problems that the youth go through right now and young single adults and maybe adults alike is they forget. It's easy to forget who you really are. And when you know that truth, and when you understand it, and when it is planted, I guess, in the fleshy tables of the heart, you, you, you don't forget it. And you know, okay, it prepares you to make the right choices in life. So it, So that's one thing. Can I ask a quick follow-up? Sure, yeah. Right, so for those that might be struggling out there, perhaps struggling in the past or will struggle in the future, how, how do you how do, how you you do that? that? How do you know, how do you come to know you're a child of, of God? Heavenly? Okay, thank you for the question. For me and my experience has been a daily study ever since young of the Book of Mormon. And that I can testify of because there is so much, there is power in that book because it, it's a test, another testament of Jesus Christ. It testifies of his divinity, of, of who he is, of who you are. And for me, that's what has kept me, you know, striving to stay on the covenant path has been the Book of Mormon. And you know what? There's been days when my reading has been one verse. Just one verse. And I'm like, oh my goodness, it's been a stressful day. <laughs> you know, one verse. Just read. And then but then the one verse might will turn into two verses. The three will into three and four. And before you know it, you just gain a great love for that book. Because it draws you to Christ. And so for me that has been 
a an important I would say a um the word's not critical. What's another word? A um, crucial. A crucial, thank you. A crucial part of of knowing who you really are and who God is. Yeah. I love it, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, what what advice do you have for your, for your grandchildren? I mean, if you had more. If I had more, good friends. Mm. Good friends. Because when we were young, we had the best I always say we had the best group of friends <laughs> because we all went to seminary. I didn't go to a, like I wasn't in Utah. I was in Auckland, New Zealand, mm-hmm. went to a co-ed school. Um, there were a handful of members of the church at the time, but we went to seminary together. And I just felt like every time we went to seminary, that would prepare us for the day of school. It's like you would walk to school you felt like you had some sort of cloth, clothing over you, a spiritual um, clothing over you of God's protection. And I felt that every, every time I went to seminary. So that we would, even though we would have our own certain friends, you know, little groups, we stayed close to each other because we all went to seminary together. Then we went, you know, went youth, stayed the youth group together, went to YSA. Then we all served missions together. So... Good friends. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Good friends. And just study, the, the, yeah. study the Book yeah. of Mormon. Yeah. Which is an amazing truth because that's what we're studying. Come follow me. How are you doing with that? Good, bro. Yeah. Good, yeah. It's too long. I'm definitely not as, as solid as I, as I wish I could because it's like every other week and so you're kind of like, it's a little tough. like I kind of missed it. Not like missed the whole week, but yeah. it's like I didn't spend as much time maybe as, on it as I should this week. Uh-huh. Yeah. But there you go. And that happens to all of us. Yeah. You have your good days and your bad days. And I think it's important not to beat ourselves up if you didn't have a, a good study that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you have any uh, like specific experiences where the Book of Mormon has impacted your life? Um, the Book of Mormon? Yes, I do. So it was when I was, um, I think I was 15, and I had um, I had my best friend at the time sitting with me. She was not a member of the church, and we were sitting in the bedroom, and I just opened the book, and we read together the um Christ's visit to the Americas mm. and the testimony of the prophet Joseph Smith for that that experience has carried has been in my heart throughout all these years and you know the thing is we never forget we never forget those experiences we may think we do but this the gift of the Holy Ghost or the Spirit of the Lord always brings that back to our remembrance and that's one of the promises in Moroni chapter 10 mm-hmm. that you know, um, I think it's three to five. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. She still got Is it. it? <laughs> she, she, she locked in. That you know that the spirit of the Lord will always bring th- those things to your remembrance. Yeah, and the wonderful thing is not only for spiritual things, but when you're having an exam too. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Tell us about that. Yeah, How's you that know, law different, school going? different, <laughs> different things. So yeah, such a blessing. I she's doing law school while doing all this. I know, it'd be crazy, eh? Making me sound like a bomb, dude. Uh, I haven't just started yet. I start next next week. Uh, when oh, I you get start home. next week? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can cut that part out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll just edit that part it's out. It's not important. <laughs> we'll just edit to a picture of her gra- graduating right now. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. 
Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> that's super cool, Auntie. I think uh, I think having a testament of the Book of Mormon is, is like an essential thing that you need. Like if you want to, if you want to get through life, a okay, you read that book. I'll be honest, I don't read it every day. I wish, I wish I did, but that's on me. But I think what you said exactly of, you know, we're not always gonna have perfect days. Yeah. We're always gonna have bad ones. Yeah. But if your intention is good, and if your desire mm -hmm. is even better. Yeah. I think I think you're in the right place. Yeah. Um, you know, because busy lives. School, work, dating, you know how it is? Yes, sir. Um, <laughs> it can get kind of rough sometimes. It, it kinda, can. kind of rough. Yeah. But uh, to have a place with you, in your pocket, mm -hmm. on your phone, you yeah. can have another testament of Jesus Christ just right there. And if you need a little spiritual pickup, you can just read that. Yeah. Or you can have the book. I, um, I just... A uh, quick thought. I uh, was hanging out with some friends the other day, and I don't know what was going on, but she like she was looking for something in my car, and she found a Book of Mormon in there, and she's like, "Oh, I have a Book of Mormon in here." I was like, "Of course, you got a Book of Mormon there. <laughs> like, what do you want me to do? That's the way to go." Who else is it gonna be? Not sitting on my desk so I can read it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So. Thanks for sharing your experience on TV. Yeah, that's okay. It's just the thoughts coming to my mind now mm -hmm. um, about the Book of One and the importance of studying the scriptures. Is I really like what oh, I can't, I'm not going to quote who it was, cause, but it was one of the apostles when he said that we are to defend, to safeguard our everyday experiences. Mm. And so that always comes to my mind. Okay, defend and, and safeguard our everyday experiences and one of the best ways we can do that is through studying and you know okay like i said you know we mess up we don't read just pick it up mm -hmm. even if you read one verse just pick mm -hmm. it up yeah i wonder i wonder like how much time right because you said like it's always right there on the phone right it's always with us <clears throat> i wonder how much time we'd all spend if we just took three percent of the time that we typically spend on our phones reading the book of mormon Three percent, right? That, that's nothing mm. in comparison to right, how much time we really do, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, people, you know, spitballing here. People probably spend six to seven hours a day on their phone. Yeah, right. Sense. Take three percent of that. Yeah. Just yeah. Of that. yeah. That's not that much, right? But it would make all the difference in the world, right? And I understand it's a lot harder concept. It's a lot harder to do than than it is to say, right? I'm not perfect with it either. I definitely. Mm. Have not studied every day since coming home from my mission, not even close, but mm. you know what I mean? That's definitely, that was kind of the thought that came to my mind, right? Mm. It's like, okay, well, what if I just took a little bit of time, right? Or how, or how fast we check our notifications on our phone. Mm. What if we were that fast to open up the Book of Mormon mm. or to click on that, you know, reminder study notification instead of just clearing it, mm. right? Because it's not like that girl you've been talking to for a little while, right? Mm. Like one so, or two, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, those girls. <laughs> You know, there's the right. If, all, if only we were that fast to click yeah. on that notification as we are on every other notification. Mm. Such a good point. Yeah. Make me feel bad. Dang it. <laughs> Just 3%, right there, man. Right Just give 3%. Right there with you, dude. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it. That's yeah. an amazing thought. Thanks, bro. Um, yeah. Auntie, from our perspective, yeah. it sounds like you're having a good time. Good time going on a little vacation. Yes. Scriptures are going good. Uh -huh. MTCs are going good. Yeah. Got a little law school coming up. Mm -hmm. We're excited for you. Thank you. We're very excited for you. You've accomplished a lot. 
one that we've done. Shoot. Well, I'm a, I'm a lot older than you. You're still young. So. <laughs> You're old. Yeah. yeah for, for <laughs> but I wanted to ask you, Auntie. Do, yeah. you, do you have any, like, any struggles? Yeah, I do. Because, I'll be honest, I've, I've never thought of my auntie's been in a struggle before. Mm-hmm. Like, I just never thought it. Mm-hmm. Why do you have struggles? Okay, sure. Yeah. Just some of them if you're, if you're okay with that. Sure. Um, sometimes I'm so busy. I'm just really, really busy at home. Mm. And there's sometimes I think, oh, why am I doing all this? <laughs> I mean, I remember yeah. a particular time when um, I, I was the young woman's president. Um, I was in university because I was doing bachelor's degree. And I had five ministering families. And one was really hard. Oh, yeah? Just really hard. It was a single mom with a couple of children. And I was asked to visit with the sister and help her at least twice a week. Hmm. And so I was doing that. But it was burning me out. I was really, and it was the first time in my life that I said to myself and to my husband, I don't like ministering. I don't mm. want to do it. And he goes, what? And so I, you know, I was thinking, man, what am I going to say? I'm going to practice saying to the recite prison. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> <Quit>. <laughs> yeah. I just felt like I was getting burned out. Huh. Yeah. And I thought, oh, my goodness, I just don't want to do it again. I don't want to do it anymore. I don't want to do my ministering. And then I sat, stood back, you know, and I, and I thought, okay, why am I doing this? Why? Because I don't want to do it. Mm. And then I started thinking, okay, I think started thinking about the Savior, you know, our Savior, and thinking, well, what did He go through? You know, He went, He suffered, and He bled and died for me. He gave His life for me. I thought, well, I can do this, you know. And so I tried to look at that, you know, that perspective, and thought, look. He gave his all, and and um, and I can um, not only do this. And I realized I was trying to do things by myself, mm-hmm. rather than relying wholly on more on the Lord. Not ho- more, but you know, fully on the Lord. And I thought, well, that's why I'm falling on my face <laughs> because I'm trying to do it by myself. Mm. And that's what happens when we tr- try and do things by ourselves, whether it be in the church and our calling or in life with work or school, you're just going to fall flat on your face and feel burned out. And so I, I realized, okay, I need to go to the Lord for help. And so I did. I went to Him and I prayed and I said, oh, I can't do this. It's too much. Yeah, I, honestly, I was lying on the bed like this. <laughs> <laughs> and my, hu- my husband Brent came and goes, are you okay? I was lying on the bed like this, like dead. He goes, are you, are you all right? I said, no. <laughs> no. He said, what's wrong? I said, I'm stressed. <laughs> I'm and I said, I don't want to do my visiting, teaching, my ministering. I don't want to do it anymore. And we had a really good talk, but it was really when I turned to the Lord and said, and first of all, I repented, mm. because that's pride. When you try to do things by yourself, it's pride. Mm. And I realized, no, I need to go to Him, and He helped me. He helped me get through it. Yeah. Hmm. yeah sometimes it's a lot. Sometimes <laughs> life's a lot. Sometimes even church is a lot. Like, we can be honest here. That's why we have a platform like yeah. this. 
but I love what you said on here just about um, having the Lord be with you two things come to mind the f uh, footprints in the sand an analogy that one and um, sharing the yoke of Jesus Christ that those two things came to mind as well of the things um, that you said so um, thank you for sharing the tea. Mm -hmm. um, we're almost almost out of okay. time oh. um, okay. but to wrap it up <laughs> Part three, man. Can you give me an extra fifteen minutes? <laughs> yeah. so, just kidding. <laughs> how we're looking. Um, but just to wrap it up, Ati, yeah. we. I know you watch every episode. I know. I know you're a big fan. So we'll, we'll sign your the autograph after this. <laughs> but they go for a lot down there. They get for a little bit. But um, we 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 love to end with un something unique. Something. Um, pretty unique for that person mm -hmm. testimony or an experience thing like that um, but I want to kind of go back to your analogy about picking up that flower picking up mm, the flower yeah and taking it um, can you just share a, a small thought or a small testimony when you think of um, if you just take it take a step back and kind of just look at everything mm -hmm. on why and how those two young men and those white shirt and ties, like why it was so important that they knocked on you guys' door that day? Why was it important they knocked on our door? Well, first of all, the Lord planned, prepared our hearts mm. that I believe. Our hearts were prepared to receive the truth. And so it's really important to open our hearts with when when you know you walk you meet people and you cross paths with many people and there are, there are a lot of angels amongst us. And so when we need to recognize if our hearts are prepared, we're going to recognize those opportunities that the Lord is trying to speak to us or to bless us. Because I think it's important that, you know, a lot of people forget that God is, He's on our side. Mm. And He's going to give us so many opportunities to bless us. But we need to prepare our hearts to receive those opportunities when they come. And I feel like those two missionaries, when they came in 1977, I feel like our hearts were prepared and ready to receive the truth that the Lord had in store for us. Yeah, That's a, that's a missionary's dream, to knock on the, on the door and, and have a family open up and they're already prepared. Like we pray, we would pray, and I know missionaries right now pray for that every single day. Multiple times. I guarantee you, those missionaries, they woke up on time, they studied their scriptures that morning, they prayed when they left the door, and they were led. Mm. Um, they were led to to your home, and um, I think the last time we went down to New Zealand, we visited the old house, and just to kind of see from from that small experience, like if anything, those missionaries, if anything changed in their day. Like we might not even be sitting here right mm -hmm. now. But I love what you said about how the Lord prepares um he prays his children, he prays his chosen, um, to receive his gospel and um it's just such a blessing to to know <clears throat> that um two missionaries, one from America Fork and one from, from Auckland, mm -hmm. um, knocked on you guys' door and, and because you guys were prepared and, and followed their example and and you know took their invitation to go to church and to read the Book of Mormon. Um, you know, look at our family now. Yeah. I just look back and I think about that all the time. It's just because those elders decided to, to decided to serve that they've blessed our family immensely. Um, 
and that has given us desire to serve and, and to bless other families who don't have what we have um, and that's why we go and we serve and that's why we have a platform like this to, to share what we know to be true and to share um, our amazing experiences that other people can have them as well so that's just a small little testament I wanted to share with you as well <clears throat> yeah definitely I mean I think so oftentimes missionaries don't understand the impact that they really can have right not everybody is a prepared family that opens the door on the other side right nine times out of ten if not more than that they're going to reject you mm -hmm. right and they're not going to give you even the time of day they're not going to give you a bottle of water right they don't care right but maybe maybe that person felt something in 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 just seeing you mm -hmm. right? maybe you didn't even get a word off but maybe they just saw you and just saw the countenance saw the light in your eyes and they go inside that home and they start thinking to themselves. Right? Maybe they forget about it. And a couple years later, missionaries knock back on their door, and now this time, this time they're ready. Right now, this time they're ready to have that experience <clears throat> with the Spirit and to understand the the restored gospel. Right, and and we'll never understand who that happens to. Right, but I mean, you can look at you can look at the example of, of your missionaries, right? Because you and your siblings decided to join the church and accept the gospel, you have created this domino effect right i mean caleb generations later right served a mission yeah right his brother's on a mission now i'm sure he has some other people that are on a mission right and and so because you guys decided to take that leap of faith and to understand the truth and to, to find it for yourself it has impacted hundreds if not if not thousands of people between everybody that has gone and served their missions so i love that thanks for sharing bro auntie thanks for coming mm -hmm. on um thanks for sharing your experiences um, before we wrap up, do you have any last words, last shout-outs? No. Any shout-out to the, to the youth no, or just, to the grandkids? No, just thanks so much for having us on mm -hmm. and having me today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. No, this That's is like, so, the, like the weirdest crossover yeah. episode of my life. Like, I didn't realize Auntie <laughs> was going to be here today. But, um, Auntie, we, we appreciate you coming yeah. on, Auntie. And we love you and, and we appreciate it. That will be our episode for Guest 99 yeah. this week. Yeah. Amen. Thank you. Peace out.